on yourself. Most folks afraid to fail, but you can't level up in life without a couple of L's. Life lessons, or should I say blessings? If you can't get it out the mud, then you can't manifest it. What's up, everybody? This is the Entrepreneur Network with Jeremy Winters, and I am your host, Jeremy Winters. I like to say uh, thank you for everybody that's been keeping up, been following what's been going on. And I got to say, I've been very busy and I apologize for the delay in these coming out. But this is what happens when you're in the field on the grind, uh, what seems like 24-7, because even when you're not working, you're working. It's just the life of an entrepreneur and everybody that's out there that's living the life of entrepreneurship. You guys understand a hundred percent what I'm talking about. And, um, today, uh, this episode is being brought to you by my man CMD Styles. You say you want a Mr. Chasing My Dreams himself. CMD Styles, Mr. Chasing My Dreams. And um, if you like that track on the opening of the show, um, Betting Yourself, that is CMD Styles himself. And um, yeah, so make sure you go on YouTube, check that out. Better yourself, CMD Styles featuring Scooty Woot and Stacy Adams. That's right. That's right. Check them boys out. Now, I want to pick up uh, where we left off on the six figures in 60 days challenge. And this is part three of that update. The plan was to do six figures, 60 days at these three events that we had two county fairs and a state fair. First fair, that County out in Lawrenceville, uh, we did pretty good there. It was kind of like um, me kind of getting back to the swing of things. I haven't airbrushed in years. I picked up the airbrush and I took it out there and um, we did great. Fast forward to the next event, which was the Georgia National Fair. This is a great show. Um, they typically get, um, I, w- I would say, uh, 500,000 or more in attendance. Uh, in the 10, 11 days of that there. What we did this year was we uh, took the airbrush booth um, where, you know, I was put to the test because typically at this particular fair, there was in years past, there's always been um, 10 or so airbrush artists out there. But uh, as of right now, in uh, 2022, there was there was only six. So what that did was that left a uh, larger slice of the pie. Not only that, what it allowed us to do was it allowed us to increase our prices because the lack of options for folks allowed us to increase because when you go to an airbrush artist, I I won't say his name, but there's another airbrush artist that was there and uh, a couple actually, and they aren't as efficient or as fast as myself or Carl, Carl, AKA Mr. CMD uh, chasing my dreams. He's an airbrush artist as well. I mean, like uh, men do like we, we, we like one in the same. We have a lot of um, uh, similar goals and like attainments. Like we, we think along 
the uh, the same wavelengths and, and we share a lot of God's gifts, uh, whether it be from the music or uh, just uh, art itself. But um, in any case, uh, some of the guys aren't as fast or as efficient as us. So when you go to those booths, you know, they may tell you, well, there's a 30 minute wait or there's come back in 45 minutes where if you come to us, we have our system down to where is, you know, I can knock this hat or the shirt out literally in 30 seconds or a minute or two minutes, depending on the uh, details in that particular shirt. And saying that what we were able to do is we were able to increase the cost of the individual item. So in years past, uh, an airbrush hat with just your name on it would charge, what, 10 bucks for that. And uh, again, you can knock that hat out in 30 seconds or a minute or so. Well, this year, all of our hats were 15 20 25 $30. T-shirts typically used to start at 15 bucks. Now all of the shirts start at 21 bucks. And over the course of a day, a weekend, hell, 11 days, that adds up when each one of your pieces is increased by $5 increments. So uh, my number was uh, up a few thousand dollars, probably uh, five or $6,000 higher than what I typically would make at that fair at that particular booth. Then let's uh, move over to our novelty booths with our uh, face mask plush novelty toys and hologram posters, which is something that's new and exciting and fun on the midway for folks. Uh, we uh, had two booths there, and um, they both did well. One, not as well as it should have, and that was due to some staffing issues. Uh, we we literally uh, had someone that uh, was locked in, dialed in to do the event, and something came up, and she was unable to do it. And... We essentially inherited somebody that she said would, could fill in for her. And unfortunately, with it being so last minute, I didn't have enough time to maneuver and make other plans because I've had other. If I had more time, I would have made other arrangements for sure. But in any case, uh, this young lady came in in her absence and worked and it was a disaster. It was a disaster. And I'm going to tell you why, because. Basically, when when I'm working in my booth and doing what I'm supposed to be doing, I'm focused on what I'm doing. I'm focused on the customers that are ordering these shirts. I'm focused on the details that I need to be focused on to make sure that this booth does everything it needs to do. I cannot focus on what I'm doing, this booth over here and this booth over here. I can't give all three booths, 100 percent. You have to have people in place to do that for you. That's why you pay them. That's why you pay them well. And in any case, something was up because literally the and, and one thing I we do is this. Every booth, I could actually throw a rock and hit it. That's how close we were to one another. And something was up and I knew something was up. Because we would have days where booth number one is doing $2,500 on this particular day. But on the same day, this booth is doing $1,000 a day. 
Now, I get it and I understand that this is your first time doing this. However, the products that we have, they are very impulse type of products, right? And, you know, we, we, our, our products are particularly geared towards kids. So one thing about it is you don't have to sell anything to a kid. You know, kids typically, I want, I want, I want mama, mama, daddy, ooh, ooh, ooh. You don't have to sell them anything. Only thing you have to do is take the money. So in saying that, I knew something was up there. I just couldn't pinpoint it because I was focused on what I was doing. So fast forward. Um, this is day three. Day three, uh, my cousin who's working at the other novelty booth, he goes to check on the young lady working at uh, the, the other novelty booth. And as fate would have it, when he opens the back door, She's taking a cash app payment. Now, here's the thing. I've never given her my cash app information. And if it was a question of what was our cash app, I'm literally 20 feet away. You could just turn around, come over there and ask us, hey, what's the cash app information? Or do you even accept cash app? Because we take credit cards, you know, so. If, okay, if the customer says, well, I don't have a credit card, but I got cash out. Well, you would come over there for any other small question, but like you wouldn't come over there to ask, do you accept cash out? Long story short, she was accepting cash out payments into her personal cash out. And he witnessed it. And um, I'm not going to get into the details of how she tried to cover it up and essentially say, well, I'll make the short version of it is she realizes that he witnessed her accept the cash app and then says, oh, well, let me pay with my credit, with my debit card to the credit card machine for the money that I just took on my cash app. Which makes entirely no sense whatsoever because cash app is going to charge you uh, for the transaction. So you're going to lose money and that's just an extra unnecessary step. So when Cuz came to me and said, hey, this is what took place. I said, okay, no, it's cool. Let's not say anything because at the end of the day, I don't want to burn the house down. You know, let's just play it cool. So it just so happens that the young lady that referred her was available to come in the following day and work out the rest of the fair. So I said, okay, we're going to keep it cool. So it just so happens that, that before, uh, her, I won't say replacement came. I had already hired another young lady and we, we call these spot hires. A spot hire is somebody that you, you may put out a, uh, an indeed post or Craigslist post say here, here's what we're paying for X amount of days and you train them on the spot. And that's that. Well, I had already had a spot hire that was helping me at the airbrush booth. So what I told the young lady was, I said, hey, we got to figure out what's going on with your sales over here. Men lie, women lie, but numbers don't lie. Something is going on here. So what I'm going to do is I am going to have you to work in the airbrush booth with me, and I'm going to have my spot hire work in your position. Mind you, I don't know the, the spot hire from uh, 
a hole in the wall. I, I don't know this person at all. However, at this point, I'm convinced that she's stealing anyways. So what do I got to lose in my Trump voice? What do I got to lose? So let me put her over there. So she says, oh, well, what happens if she gets there and then the numbers go back up, like go up to where they should be? So we'll handle that when in the event that that happens. And it just so happens she's sick now. Oh, I can't work today. I got to, you know, I'm, I'm feeling really sick. I said, that's fine. You can go home. So we sent her home for the day. And I was essentially forced to work at the airbrush booth by myself. But luckily, uh, CMD Styles, Mr. Chasing My Dreams, his airbrush booth is literally right behind mine. So he had some extra folks over there at his booth. And we're all like family. We all like family. You know, we look out for one another. So one of them actually came over there to help me so we could keep everything rolling at 100 percent. So. The following day, when the uh, original person uh, who was supposed to work comes back, you know, after work, what we did was we confronted the young lady, said, you know what, uh, this isn't working out and we're going to have to let you go. But we're going to pay you for the time that you were here. What we're going to need to see is your uh, your cash, your cash app totals. So we can subtract all of the money that you've taken off of Cash App from your pay. She says, what do you mean? I didn't. Oh, yeah, I did. I did take that that one payment on my Cash App. We're like, OK, that's fine. Let us see your Cash App. So she doesn't show the Cash App. She, she won't allow us to see any of the transactions in her Cash App from the time when she started working there, which essentially told me everything that I needed to know. And we just let her go. And I didn't pay her a dime because at the end of the day, between the Thursday and the Tuesday in which she worked, there was a difference of a, probably about three to four thousand dollars between the booth that she was working and the other booth. So that just goes to show you she probably pocketed, you know, a couple grand anyway. So it is what it is. And um, me being me, I didn't press charges, which I should have. I just, it is what it is. I feel like at the end of the day, we're all going to be judged. And I just didn't want to put any more time and energy into it. But uh, at the end of the day, uh, you know, the event, you know, went on from that point as smooth as could be. Uh, we grossed over $60,000 in the matter of 11 days. And, you know, if you, if you add that with, uh, the first fair, which we did over 20, you know, we're well on our way to reaching our goal. I would have liked to kind of knock that out the park, um, with the, with the second event, but it didn't work out like that. You know, uh, we'll take it and we'll keep on pushing. And, um, we're just going to move ahead to the next event. And um, I just want to say to that point, you know, uh, there's going to be a lot of times as entrepreneurs that we're going to run into situations where, you know, you're going to be dealing with people that don't have your best interests in mind uh, from an employee standpoint. And at 
what that will tend to do is it will make you have trust issues. And when you have these trust issues, you put yourself in a box to where you don't allow yourself to grow. What do I mean by that? Well, if you can't trust somebody to run your day to day operations, if you can't trust somebody to be a model employee, I'm not saying that they will. If you trust them, that's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is you have to at some point pass the keys to someone that can do a job that they are assigned to do because we can't do everything. And a lot of times as business owners, when we say, "Okay, well, I'm not hiring anybody because I don't trust anybody, then that immediately when you make that conscious decision that immediately places a ceiling on how far you can go because there's only so many hours in the day and there's only so many tasks that you can do individually. You have to have people in place to do their jobs, to allow the business to grow. And over time, you're going to deal with people like what I had to deal with in sifting through folks to find the right people that mesh well with what you're trying to do. And uh, you just have to believe in what you're doing, believe in people, as hard as that may be, because we live in a society where, gosh, I, I tell you, man, you know, I hate to say it. Sometimes I feel like I hate people. And it's not that I hate people. I hate dealing with people. And I hate using the word Hate, but that's how it feels when you're constantly let down time and time again by people when you're doing everything that you feel like you should be doing. And it it, it becomes frustrating, but you can't let that frustration get you to a point where you don't want people around you. You have to have people around you if you're in the business that you're trying to grow. You can't do it by yourself. I'm telling you from experience, you got to have people around you, right? Even uh, myself, you know, I, we have our online apparel business and um, shout out to my intern now, excuse me, shout out to our former intern now full-time employee in Taylor because she literally went from coming in a couple hours a week to a full-time position at our company. And what that does is when I'm away doing my events, when I'm doing shows, when I say, hey, I want to leave the country for a week, guess what? In the past, everything that I had going on back home would essentially stop. Have to leave me a voice message and I'll get back with you when I get back in town. Well, at the end of the day, you should not operate like that. If you can put yourself in a position where your business runs when you're not there, that's the goal. Because if your business cannot function when you are not there, essentially it is a job. Right. And what do I mean by that? So. I have a friend. He's probably the best barber I've ever met. He's been cutting my hair since we were kids. And he always says, uh, 
you know, I want to, uh, well, let me say this right now. He's, he's, uh, at a salon suite where he has his own space in a shared space of other hairstylists and barbers and things of that nature. And that's awesome. It's a noble profession and he's damn good at what he does. I'm of the mindset that why stop it being a barber? How about you own the barbershop? And here's where I'm going with that. Because if you own the barbershop, guess what happens when you decide I'm going to take a week off or Lord forbid you get sick or you just can't work or a family emergency, right? If you own the barbershop, the revenue doesn't stop when you're not in the building. The revenue will continue to be made. Why? Because folks got to pay their booth rent. Each barber's got to pay for their station there. Some barbershops get a percentage of, like, you know, what people cut on top of a, a booth fee. So, again, you, you want to be in a situation where your business can function when you're not there. Um, so this is going to take a little, um, faith in people and, um, some goodwill and just, you know, sticking with it and being persistent and growing your brand. So, uh, all you folks out there that are afraid to bring somebody into your situation, afraid to pay a salary to somebody, a hourly wage to somebody, afraid to share your ideas with other people that you may feel like may run off and do their own thing with your information. I say time out for all of that and put yourself in a position where you can excel and move to the next level and take chances on folks. And that has been six figures in 60 days update on the Entrepreneur Network with Jeremy Winters. Tap in, tap in, tap in, uh, subscribe if you're not already subscribed. And uh, I'll see you next time. And I'm out. If you can't get it out the mud, then you can't manifest. Put on yourself.